Heidi Ho. Nope. No. Let's try it again. Hi there. Hi. Welcome Hi. to the Dear Me, Love Me podcast. It is a podcast where we write letters to our past selves with pieces of, uh, pieces of advice. This is going great today. It's going great. Pieces of advice. Things we'd wish we'd known. Ways to not stutter on your podcast. <laughs> Who knows? That too. I'm Brooke Upholzer. I'm T. Boyage. This week, T is writing, wrote herself a letter, and I did not because I have nothing co- to contribute to this uh, <laughs> subject, but I have I have loads of questions that I'm dying to ask, and mm-hmm. T, do you want to tell them what today's episode's about? Yes. So this week, we are doing what I wish I knew before I joined a sorority. Woo! And I'm going to argue that you actually do know some stuff, and Why? I will, and because you'll know at the beginning of my letter. Oh, okay. But how have you been? I've been I've been good. Uh, you know what? I'll just say it. I got five stars on my uh, Animal Crossing Island. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. You have worked towards this. You have put in the hours and, and, and built truly something spectacular. <laughs> I need to come visit. And then you can come visit my terrible, terrible island. Uh, awful. Yeah, it it I'm really really happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun because there's a Facebook group of people who like my favorite murder and also Animal Crossing. Of course and there so is. they're like I've been on there and just like trading around stuff and um I like connected last night with a girl I went to high school with. I was in class with her sister but she was a couple years older than me and uh she her and I are switch friends but we're like we haven't talked since high school and I saw she was on and I had this character on my island last night named Celeste and like you get like these like DIY that are very celestial if you have Celeste and so I messaged her on Instagram and I said Gina I have Celeste on my island do you want to come and she's like yes yes I do oh my gosh we like just talked and talked and talked for like an hour and a half, she like came to my island. I went to hers and we like caught up. We talked about her kids because she has two kids. And But just to be clear, you can't actually talk through Animal Crossings, right? You can, yeah, you can. Um, so there's a chat uh, like thing oh. that you can use, but also you can use voice chat on the app on like your f- iPhone. If you have oh. the Nintendo app, you can start a voice chat with the per- people that are on your island. Okay. So, but we were just messaging via Instagram the whole time. So we were just talking that way, but it was really, really fun. And we talked about, like I said, our two kids and she's starting a new job soon mm. um, at a NICU. And oh. it's, yeah, so it was really cool. And I was like, wow, Animal Crossing, bringing us bringing together. friends back together since Yeah. March. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That when it came out? Yeah. How are you? Oh, you know, good. I, nothing is happening. Uh, impending doom. No, it's fine. I'm totally fine. I, I... Got a fresh direct order and have way too much food now. Yay. But I, I ordered it all when I was on a health kick. Okay. So I have, I ordered like a, a, a CSA farm share box, but then also a million vegetables and fruit. I have two watermelons, not You're one. You're just like, where's my chips? <laughs> yeah, I literally, I'm looking, I'm like, I have no chips, but I have dandelion greens. Like, God damn it. <laughs> it's going to be great. That's so funny. It's going to be great. No, it's, things are good. Um, 
you know, just hanging out. It's getting warm. You did a Q&A with the um, Delta Gamma girls the other night. I, I caught did. The last I did five a, a Q&A with Delta Gamma, um, like, executive nationwide, which was really, really cool and really special to me, which ties in perfectly to this podcast. And, yeah, it was good to, like, chat with, I don't know, there's something special about sorority sisters, which I'll get into today. Yay. But, yeah, I did that, which was good, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be posted on their website at some point, right? I think. The I, thing? They were like, we're not sure what we'll do with it, but uh, they have it. So I can always ask for it, too. And be like, Great. can I post it somewhere? Yeah, because I want to I wanna see the whole thing. I, I right. signed on, like, the last five minutes. And you were talking about your do- the doorman at Mean Girls. Oh, and I was Gus. like, I miss <laughs> and then they were like, okay, well, we're going to wrap things up. And I'm like, fuck. God damn <laughs> I it. <missed> it. <laughs> no. Oh. No. All right, Frando. You ready? All right. Yeah, you, you want uh, me to read my my want me to read my letter? Yes, please. I would okay. love that. <clears throat> Dear me, it's your freshman year at your dream school. All is going great until you learn that your school has something crazy like an 85% Greek life, meaning that most of the student body joins a sorority or a fraternity. And for the first time in your life, you wonder, should I join a sorority? Let's be real here. The most you know about Greek life, you learned from Legally Blonde. (laughs) And honestly, that's not a bad place to start. Elle is driven, smart, and a beautiful sorority woman. And when she decides to do a 180 and go to law school, although for the wrong reasons at first, her sorority sisters rally behind her 5,000%. They help her take practice tests, stay in the library with her instead of going to parties. They film and partake in her admission video. And when the letter with her... LSAT score arrives, they all shower her with confetti and lift her on their shoulders. Her win is their win. And that's all within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Then, later on, when she has her first trial, these women drive slash fly across the country to support her. They love her fiercely and support her, even if they don't understand what the hell she's doing. Welcome to Greek life. You just gained a network of sisters you didn't even know you needed. Spoiler alert, you end up joining a sorority. You're a proud Delta Gamma. And your four years as a Gigi are your fondest college memories, truly, even more so than performing. The relationships you made shaped who who you are now. But let me give you some tips slash advice on things I wish I knew before joining Greek Life. All right. Before we begin, I was almost going to ask you in my questions, because Mm -hmm. I have 10 questions I'm going to ask T at the end of this. I was almost going to ask you, like... Do uh, do you take offense to me only knowing uh-uh. sorority life because of Legally Blonde? <laughs> no, because truth and also Delta knew. So Delta I know it's Delta knew it's Delta, Delta Zeta, right? No, oh. Delta Gamma, and the colors That's are the Delta same gamma? too. Pink and or the pink oh. and blue Delta. So uh, Delta knew is based off Delta Gamma. Oh, and Delta Zetas are fucking liars. <laughs> Liar. I, thought was, no. I thought it was Zeta because they Mm-mm. just took the N or the Z and, and put it to an N. That makes sense, though. Nope, it's the gamma. Delta new, 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 Delta new, new, new. You are Delta new. <laughs> yep. Okay. But I don't, I don't think it's bad that that's all you know because I do actually believe that it's a fair assessment. Oh, Because cool. it's, it's like smart-driven women who – back each other and love each other and have each other's back. And for me, I'm like, that's kind of the gist of it. Cool. Okay. I love You that. ready for this? Yes. Number one, going through rush and picking a house is a lot like falling in love. Both sides need to feel that it's a good fit. And I get it. It totally sucks to get cut from a house you are in love with. It hurts. But you don't want to be somewhere that doesn't want you as badly as you want them. 
If you get cut, just try and move along. Don't drop out of rush altogether. I hate when people do that. That just means you wanted a specific house and a reputation, not the experience of Greek life, so boo on you. (laughs) On that note of rush, try and be yourself as much as possible. Give the houses a chance to see the real you so that they can make a decision knowing as much about you as possible. Don't try to be something you're not. Put your best foot forward and just get through rush. So that's number Um, one. Do you have any other things about rush in your letter? Uh, Not really. Okay, so tell me what Rush is like, because especially for the kids who are listening who are in high school, who Mm -hmm. either aren't thinking about Greek life or even are, um, what is that experience like in your eyes? So Rush is pretty intense. Mm -hmm. It depends on your school. You either do it right when you get there in the fall. My school didn't allow anybody to rush until the spring so that you had time to like meet friends outside of your sorority. Yeah, and it was great. So the first semester, you're not even allowed to rush at all. You're not allowed to be at any, like, sorority, uh, like, mixers or frat parties or anything. Um, But what happens is you basically, like, get dressed up. (laughs) You meet in a localized place, and an anonymous sorority person, so you don't know what house they're in, takes you to each house. And you spend, like, maybe 45 minutes at each house and you chat with two or three women in the house about the house. You get a tour of the house um, and then you move on to the next one and you do that. And then at the end of the day, you write down your top three houses Mm -hmm. and the sororities. Then we go through and talk about every single person we saw. So like there's literally a slideshow. You have to provide like your GPA and a picture of you and things you're interested in. And then what will happen is like the slideshow will come up and anyone will be like, did anyone talk to Susie Smith? And someone will be like, I talked to Susie Smith. And they're like, okay, can you tell us about her? And like, we'll chat about her. And then we also vote like yay or nay. So in the same way, like you get to pick your top houses. We also get to say like, I don't think she'd be a good fit here. Or I think she'd be a great fit here. Um, And then you have the next round and the next round and the next round and the next round. And what I was saying, what I hate when people do is when they suicide bid. And they're just be like, I only want to be an alpha fee and only put alpha fee. And then if alpha fee cuts them then they get no house. And they're like, well, you're you're out of rush. And some people like truly are diehard one house. And I get it if your mom was like a... a that's a, that's, Kappa, that's, Kappa, a Kappa. That's, that's like a legacy thing, right? Like right. that's a and whole do, different ballgame. Right, like a legacy thing. And um, which is... And, and if you're a legacy, you already have a leg up to get into the house anyways because you will have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And, and it will be known if you're a legacy or not. Uh, but it's, it's pretty much just going to each house and chatting with the women, seeing if you vibe with them, if you vibe with the feeling of the house. They, they like, cheer at you. It's, it's a lot. You come in the door yeah. and, like, they literally do the I cheers. I, I saw there was, like, a, there was, like, a vine or something or, like, oh. some, where, where they, like, they, like, put it to, like, demonic music. Oh, yeah. Well, have you seen – or, no, where they were, like, the gates of hell are, like, this yeah, and the door is open. Like, I've been waiting for you. I mean, truly. Like, you stand up there and you cheer your little song and then they come in and you give a little speech about what your, like, sorority means and what your philanthropy is. And it is overwhelming, but then it's so special on bid day when you get your bid and you're so excited because you get to, like – run to your house and all the sisters are there and we're screaming. We're so excited. It's a huge party. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it can be a little nuts for a couple days. And it's literally like it's and in the winter it sucks because like no girls want to carry their coats to each house. So it's just like girls freezing in dresses and heels walking in between oh houses because there's nowhere really to put your coat and you want to be carrying stuff. Um, but Rush is really special. I actually didn't go through Rush to join the sorority. I, I was like, no, I'm not joining the sorority. Fuck that. And then everyone else did, and I was like, I feel left out. And so I took what's called an instant bid, which, like, if you don't meet your quota in the sorority, if they were like, we can choose up to 30, because the the school is like, 
500 girls are going through Rush, so each house can pick up to 40 or whatever, and they give okay. you a number. And if you don't meet that, then you can give instant bids later on. So I got an instant bid from a sorority after hanging out there for a while and was like, actually, I do like this vibe. Um, but then I got to participate in Rush for three years oh, okay. as like the other side of the table. Yeah. So that's number one is just like Rush is what it is. Put your best foot forward. Don't lie. Don't yeah, pretend why would to you, be something you're not. Why would you want to be around people who like you for who you not really are? Right. And it the thing is sense. like, and it goes into number two, but like, actually I'll just read number two because then that okay, will great. tie back in number one. Yeah. Number two. Each house has a reputation, but give each house an equal chance before you make a decision. I ended up joining the quieter, not party group, keep to themselves kind of odd girls. And guess what? I was all those things, and that house fit me perfectly. I loved those women. We would bake cookies and watch Disney movies together. At my second school, the chapter was super smart, girls next door type who could hold their own at any party. Not necessarily my scene, but guess what? Those girls loved the shit out of me and never made fun of me for watching Doctor Who for hours on end in my room. If I had gone to the, off the reputation of the groups, I probably wouldn't have been active in the chapter when I transferred schools, and what a loss that would have been for me. So each sorority has a reputation it's just going to. Yeah. And I really, really stress that every woman should make up her own mind. Okay. Because I my first sorority was definitely like the bottom tier of the like my first chapter it was like they were they're not partiers they're really quiet they just kind of keep to themselves and um I actually loved my time there I had the absolute best time and then I also got the more traditional college experience but um I loved them both and I think they were both incredible incredible places to be yeah um and the house I thought I would have been what what movie is that um it's the one with Amanda Amanda um, Bynes yeah uh Sydney White White. Sydney White White. yeah 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 I really liked that movie. That's another I sorority movie that I was like, that's such a good And the thing is, like, the, all the sorority stereotypes do have a little sense of truth in them when it comes to, like, Hollywood. There is always one house that is, like, top dog, you know, and there's, like, it, it kind of, that does exist, and you can easily be in that house if you want, and that, those house has their up and downs, too, but um, I say give every house a fair shot yeah, because you never know where are you going to fit best? Yeah. The only, uh, like, exposure I have to fraternities and sororities are, like, friends who were in them. But also, I taught swing at Kent to fraternities and sororities for mixers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> Isn't it fun? And then um, I've been to one frat party. Okay. And <laughs> it was uh, a Sigma Chi alumni oh party oh. I, was, I was like <laughs> i love bunch, sigma guys with a bunch like, of old sigma. men with an ex-boyfriend with a bunch of old guys and i was like oh shit so that like, doesn't i was i know out. i know it doesn't count but like that's i was like wow this is my only frat party i've been to i was like what 25 at the time <laughs> okay see and i've been to many uh am i missing and, out yeah they were actually <laughs> very fun a lot of them have themes and it like you would have like a foam party and like you would have a highlighter party where you wear white shirts and everyone has highlighters and there's black lights or you'd have like, what was another I remember? Like frat parties with their like CEOs and corporate hose party where all the girls dress up as like slutty office workers. Oh my um, God. What else? Oh, like jungle theme parties. So you could wear like whatever. It was there. It is very fun. <laughs> and then the like some frats would have 
they have their formals and their semi-formals and you can get invited to go to that. And I went to a couple of those and loved them and had so much fun. Um, and it depends on the frat too. Obviously the fraternity right. house, like some, there was one house that I walked in for an ugly sweater party and looked around and was like, mm, no, I'm not gonna stay here. And just like turned around and walked out. Whereas like there are certain frats that I loved, loved, loved the men at and had an amazing, amazing time. So Great. I feel like I, I missed think out. <laughs> they're pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. Great. Somebody take me to a frat party now. I'll take you. Who wants to invite us to your college frat party? Yeah. Who, wants, who wants some 30-year-olds rocking up to your college frat parties? Because we will. I mean, uh, granted, we don't look like we're like 30. No, I, I don't think we do. I'm a 16-year-old on Broadway. Right. <laughs> How dare you? I, I played 16-year-old princesses for eight for years. years. <laughs> we are eternally 16. So right. we're going to rock up looking amazing. Okay. But 16-year-olds awesome. do not go to frat parties. <laughs> no. You got to wait. Wait your turn. Wait your turn. Okay. Number three, there are going to be sisters you don't get along with, like any group. This is good life practice. You don't need to be friends, but you do need to be civil. Don't get sucked into drama. Just be cordial. I think you put that many women together, you are not automatically going to get along with everybody. It's just not going to happen. And just, that's okay. You don't have to be friends with everybody. That's life lesson in general. Don't name names. Uh-huh. Or specific uh, things. Uh-huh. What What is the pettiest fight you've ever experienced between sorority oh, sisters? God. Or even, even not even in your own sorority. Like, have you ever seen, like, a petty moment? Because I feel like that I'm is I'm sure a- that I have. I... I'm 500% sure that I have, and I'm sure that I was even involved in them. I'm trying to, like, think of specifics. Oh, God. I mean, there were always rivalries between houses, too. So, like, yeah. if, if one of what the is- houses that you didn't like crossed you, you'd be like, eh. which is so silly, but there's natural rivalry. Is there, is, now, you, since you went to two schools and you had two different chapters, mm-hmm. was your, like, rival, quote, unquote, the same uh, chapter, or, like, same uh, rival as it was on no. Penn and DuPas? No. So there is not, there is not the same chapters at every school, uh, which is interesting. So our, like, rivals at our first school weren't even at my second school. And my second school had, like, chapters that weren't at my first school. Um, and I was so fortunate that there was a DG at each. Yeah. But like, like I said, like I would have moved into a single dorm completely alone. And instead I moved into a house of 90 women who just loved the shit out of me. Um, I was like, I think my time at Kent would have been really lonely if I hadn't had DG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had like the best time. And I, I'm sure there were petty things because it's yeah. girls. You know, it's like 98 girls living together. It's just me. Course. I'm here for the drama. I have no right, drama like, in my life. Of course there's going to be drama. I just can't recall any of the time I have, but I guarantee it happened probably every day. Great. But like, it's just good life practice. Like you don't have to, you have to do any of that. Okay. Great. Number four, sororities tend to have a favorite fraternity house that they like to hang out and party in. Don't be afraid to branch out from that mold. So they kind of pair off. It's yeah. very, um, and it is kind of fun because like there are certain things that are really, really sweet. Like the, um, the fraternities bring all their pledges to each sorority and they like sing for them and the sorority brings all their pledges down and introduces each pledge. And then like mm-hmm. they introduce a pledge and they like link arms and he gives their flowers and then they, everyone cheers and they walk down and then we all have a mixer later together. And it's a great way to get to meet people and hang up. But like stuff like that is so 1950s where it's like, yeah. come and serenade you with a flower. And like, that's so sweet. And I love things like yeah, that. But then also that we'd great. have things like 
the first snowfall of the year, there was a tradition at my old school where the first snowfall, everyone does a boulder run where you run naked to this boulder in the middle of campus and run back to your house without getting caught by campus police. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And so the first time I saw it, I was in the music building. All of a sudden about like 50 penises just ran at me. And I was like, I don't know where to look. And then the second year it happened, someone burst into our sorority house and just ran through like a fraternity oh and all of us were like, oh my gosh. So it is, there are moments where it's like animal par- animal house, but it is very, very fun also. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Like there are cute, cute moments. And I was like um, a chapter sweetheart. So like a fraternity picked me as their like sweetheart, which is always really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and what like, does a sweetheart do? Basically, it's nothing really. It's just like I'm here all the time and all the guys like me and we all hang out. And mine was I was like the Fiji DG girl, Mm -hmm. like the the Fiji, the fraternity. And uh, I remember like I walked in and someone would be like, T, we put like some Coronas upstairs for you. You don't have to drink Natty Light. Like we got you Coronas. And I remember I, I once got a little too drunk there and I woke up tucked into bed with aspirin and a water. And like one of them were like, we just put you to bed. Like you're fine. Like totally took care of me. We're so, so sweet. Um, well, Fiji's are known for being like gentlemen, right? I do know. I do know that. I love the Fiji's. They're the sweetest, gentlemanly. I dated a bunch of them. (laughs) Like, They're great. They're lovely, lovely men. I dated Um, a Fiji. Did you? I did. He went to Akron. Uh, Oh, I love Fiji's. Um, I love all of them. But so I, um, it's so funny because, you know, the guy I dated before Michael and he's the, you know, the reason that I know everybody in New mm-hmm. York and the reason I know Michael, um, his like little sister or whatever, like how there's like the littles like, yeah, yeah, is like one of my really good friends here, too. So like oh she gosh. was telling me about like her sorority life back when we would like have lunch and stuff. Yeah. And then he would tell me about his fraternity. and I was like, oh, my God, I feel was like you the Sigma Chi. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I'd like and- Sigma Chi, too. Yeah, so I was like, I just feel like I missed out on this like whole like quintessential it, college experience. That's kind of what it is. That's kind of the reason I was so gung-ho about it. And I look back on it so fondly as I look back and think if I hadn't – and because joining a sorority is so out of character for me. Whenever, whenever anyone finds out I'm a sorority woman, they're like, what? You? And I look back and think like I I'm, wouldn't have had those experiences if I didn't yeah. do that. And I do actually like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's it's stupid to have a just a a pigeonhole of what a sorority woman is, right? Because it's not like that. It's there. It's vast. It's and there's a spot for everybody. And it's it's really incredible. And the bonds you form with these women, you live with them, and you do all these activities together, and and you do you know charity work together, and and you raise money together, and you go to all these different events. And it's it's does have a certain level of. I don't know. There's something special about it. When I meet other sorority women in general, not even DGs, mm-hmm. immediately there's a bond of like, yeah. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I, well, so when you go through the same life experience of something, yeah, it's that's like exactly you, it. Yeah. Have you met any DGs like say in the Broadway community or um, at the stage door? I've met a lot at the stage door, and I always really? freak out. And the funny thing is, like. Whenever I freak out, the people next to whoever said, like, oh, I'm a DG, are like, what did you say? Like, what, what's going on? Because <laughs> both of us immediately start talking 9 million miles an hour. And right. we take pictures together and we get so excited. And I'm like, message me on Instagram and like, follow me. I don't know. It's, it's, I get, I have, I've met a couple in the Broadway world, but not mm-hmm. DGs. I've met like other sorority women. Yeah. But at the stage door, I've met some DGs, which has been really fun. I think it'd be really fun to get all the women who were in a sorority to do a, a version of <gasps> Legally Blonde. 
oh my God, that's such a good idea. Or like a, like a, even a virtual version, we could all do, oh my God, you guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, oh. where it's like of all of the colleges that they went to with like your shirts and I don't know. Really good this, idea. Uh, I, I came up with it. I called it. I coined she it. She called it. Don't, she, don't take hers. it. <laughs> don't, don't take, take it. it. My, my friend Katie, who's a lawyer, she's always like, anytime I hear you and Brooke say, that's my idea. Don't coin, don't coin that. She's like, I should be writing all these down and actually like incorporate, like keep getting them for you because you guys are giving out so many good ideas. And then you just go, that's mine. Don't take it. They don't mind. It's mine. TM. She, uh, copyright. She C with us. a circle. C. C. It's circle ours. C. You can't take it. It's ours. D- dibs. We I got dibs. dibs. Shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> okay. Number five. The events against other Greek houses are only as fun as you make them. If you get really pumped up and into it and have house spirit, you're going to have so much fun. Sign up to be in the dances or competitions. Run around campus looking for a Sigma Chi to get points from. Who cares if you look dumb? Life is short. Do a choreographed dance with your sisters. Fuck it. Live your life. It's way more fun that way. You only get out what you put into it. This goes for activities as well in general. You can be lazy or active. If you're involved... Go to activities, wear letters with pride, and you'll have a stronger connection to the experience of Greek life. So, like, you do all these different activities, and each, you know, like, Sigma Chi's have a fund, they have, like, a fundraiser every year where it's, like, one of them was, like, you have to find a Sigma Chi on campus and, like, steal his hat or something. And Mm -hmm. so, like, during the school day. And so if you see one, you would just scream and, like, run after him. I think I, I think my ex told me about like stuff 100%. like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think he did. I think Sigma Chi's did Derby Day if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, or like you do a choreographed dance together for another sorority and um, they'd get rated and like, just sign up for that stuff. It's dumb, but it's fun. Like, right. why not? Nobody does choreographed dances as a 30 year old unless you're a dancer. So you might yeah. as well enjoy it now in college when you're all dancing to like no scrubs terribly. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very true. Right? It reminds me of like, so this is super nerdy of me. I went to, I, I never went to like a stowaway camp for like, mm-hmm. you know, to like oh, climb like trees like, and just, yeah, oh, I never did really? that. But I did do student council camp, which was a stowaway camp at Albion College at Michigan. T, um, T, shh, up. <laughs> T just fell over. She's laughing. No. No, I'm just picturing you as Reese Witherspoon from election. Like just, oh, you went to student council sleepaway camp. Yeah. And I was the class secretary all four years. Call me, just call me Pam Beasley. So, um, we, I would do that every year and we would do like the lip syncs and like all that fun stuff and like the cheers and, and that I have such fond memories of, of being away for for that summer camp. It was like a week Mm -hmm. long or, um, for, uh, like states, like we would do, we would compete in states for like the best student council or whatever. That's fun. And that's what it reminds me of. Oh, and this is like tangent, like a big dream. My camp counselor for my first year is um Joey Dombrowski who's the guy who did the um the prank on April Fools to uh for the spelling test remember when he pranked oh, his kids I remember yes and he like went on Ellen me yeah and, and he's like okay, famous was, he's like a stand-up comedian we were, now I was in your apartment when I saw it and I was like yeah. I showed it to you and I was like and I texted or I messaged him I was like I can't wait to see you on Ellen and he's like oh I wish and then like four days later was like on Ellen oh my god <laughs> he was that he was my camp counselor that's unreal <laughs> No, but yeah. you're right. Like you do have a, there's a sense of fondness about it. And now imagine if you had had that week, but for a full year, 
or four years with people you knew and loved. Like it's basically like living at summer camp. It is so, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. But on that note, you do have, number six, you do have to pay dues and fees. Mm -hmm. This is to help fund activities and philanthropies as well as house funds. Things like the housekeeper, your cook, your house mother. People will say you're, quote, buying your friends. That couldn't be further from the truth, but it is a financial commitment. I think mine was like 1200 either a semester or a year. I want to say it was a year. Um, and part of my agreement with my parents is that I would pay those fees because I decided to join sorority, and that's mm -hmm. apart from school. But that's something people should be aware of. You do have dues and fees that go towards different things. So can you tell me what the cook does? Do they cook your meals? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. So if you live in house, you get they cook lunch and dinner. So you like they have a and they're there like they set out a breakfast bar so you can have like cold breakfast. Actually, they might cook breakfast, too. And then they cook lunch and dinner. And like you get to know your cook and you love them like they're always there. Um, and like each girl in the house has chores. You have chores you have to do every week. Um, mm -hmm. But and if you don't live in the house, I think you can, depending on different houses, you can come eat at the house like a couple times a week as part of your dues. Okay. Um, so you get to like sit with all your sort of sisters and have meals. There's always a vegetarian option. And, um, but it, I, it's, yeah, they cook, they cook all your meals. And then what does a house mother do? A house mother is like an older woman that lives in the house that essentially just keeps an eye on everybody. There's no, like parties don't happen at sorority houses. Like we don't, right. that's not, it, and they're beautiful houses. Like the houses I stayed in were gorgeous, like multi-million dollar houses decorated beautifully. Um, but it's just to keep the women safe and, um, just that sort of thing. Yeah. Make sure everything's running smoothly. Take care of stuff around the house. Like if something needs to get fixed, she calls like the plumber or whatever and oh, okay. um, does that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. I feel like mm -hmm. that's that's a, a good transition for people who are have lived at home their whole life to then mm -hmm. having more responsibilities and taking care of yourself, but also having that eye on you. And then probably, right. you know, your last couple of years moving out of the house and then being completely right. on your own. Like It is. And it's nice to have that person who's like just there to take care of you and and um good to talk to if you need it and yeah and it's also a great position for older women who might like I remember our, our house mother had like recently gotten divorced or something and mm -hmm. she was like this is perfect it's a nice interim period before I figure out what I'm doing next because they are paid and they get free room and board as well yeah so it like works out well on both fronts that's really cool I like yeah. that okay Number seven, you will need to maintain a high base level GPA in order to partake in activities for sororities. Anyways, don't know what fraternities are. <laughs> My second chapter had a GPA minimum to even be considered during rush. We genuinely would not consider women with a lower GPA than our standard. A high GPA and schoolwork was very, very important to my chapter. If you were struggling in a subject, there are always sisters willing to tutor you. Like, you have to log so many study hours. You have mm -hmm. to, like, show what you do. And um, and if you drop below the GPA, you're put on probation for a semester. Yeah. And if you don't get it back up, then you can be kicked out. So it's like, I hate when people are like, sorority girls are dumb. Like, no, we're, we're not actually. We, we actually take schoolwork incredibly uh, we make it incredibly important. Yeah. Uh, and my second sorority straight up had an incoming GPA that you had to have in high school, but to even be considered, huh? Like we would not consider anyone with below that GPA. Um, what was that GPA? I don't remember. Like, was it like, I want to say it was like 3.5 or 3.4 or something. That's a pretty high GPA. Yeah. It might've been like a three point something. I don't totally remember. Yeah, that's fine. But it's yeah. it, but it was like, yeah, we wanted we were uh, really we were considered like the smartest chapter on campus. And that was really important to us and our schoolwork and making sure we stick with that. And mm -hmm. it was incredibly important to us. Right. 
smart women. Yeah. This one's important. Number eight. Sisterhood is not hazing. If somebody tries to haze you, walk the fuck out the door and immediately report them to your house's executive office. Hazing is not okay ever. There is no place for that kind of behavior in healthy relationships. Ever. Can you ever? Can you repeat that whole thing again? Yep. Sisterhood is not hazing. If somebody tries to haze you, walk the fuck out the door and immediately report them to your house's executive office. Hazing is not okay ever. There is no place for that kind of behavior in healthy relationships ever. Great. I just uh, needed to hear it twice. Yep. <laughs> well, and the thing is like, so my people are like, oh, are you hazed? And I said, the most I ever had to do was on initiation night, I had to give my dorm key to my sorority people, my, the older girls in the sorority, mm-hmm. and they went into our rooms and filled it with like balloons and streamers and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, I did have to clean that up, but also like that wasn't hazing. That was like, welcome to the sorority. They put signs everywhere like, we love you, blah, blah, blah. Now, I did hear terrible stories of hazing from other sororities and fraternities. I never experienced it. And I can guarantee mm-hmm. you if anybody tried to haze me, I would have given them the middle finger and walked out. Yeah. Um, and there are there are many instances of it, but it's not okay. And that's not a part of sisterhood. It's just not. People who love you will not haze you. They will not make your life difficult. Um, and if you are being hazed, absolutely email the head offices about it. Don't be quiet about it. Um, it is not. There's no. There's no. There's no space for it in in my version of Greek life. Um, what is an example of hazing that you remember? Clearly not They're in your chapter. Or not either. in my chapter at all. And this is something, and I won't name the name of the sorority, and no, I won't okay. even name what school I it's don't at. Wanna, I don't even want to hear it. There was a, um, uh, so you get a big and a little, yeah. uh, which is, you know, like you're supposed to be your best friend and the person that's supposed to protect you. Um, and this one sorority, the they all had, you know, those like, wa- they look like the jugs in offices, but they're like handled. Yeah. They're like a water bottle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was that. And your big got to pick whatever went in it for the night, and you had to finish it no matter what. And I remember watching a woman vomit so hard, and her sorority sisters were telling her to keep drinking. And I remember thinking, like, what the fuck is that? That And I was so sick to... Yeah, I was so sick to my stomach about it. Um, And there's there's no place for any behavior like that. Or, you know, I've heard rumors about, like, people saying you need to lose weight here, 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 whatever. And, like, that doesn't – that's there's no place for that in a healthy relationship. And my sorority, I'm like, I was hazed with love, you know. <laughs> with sunshine like, and rainbows and streamers. Sunshine and rainbows. They they put streamers all over my room and loved me very much. And we watched Empire Records together. And th- that's the other – like, there's just absolutely no place for it, period. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I think that's something that young women and men need to know. There's there's no – and I remember I was dating a guy who my freshman year, and he was like, hey, heads up, like, it's hell week. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, I might just disappear for a couple of days and, like, not text you, but, like, don't be worried. I'm like, how the hell am I not going to be worried? And yeah. we were walking on campus, and a van pulled up. A bunch of guys got out, grabbed him, threw him in the van, and I didn't hear from him for a week. He still has not told me what happened during that week. Oh, my God. So I'm like, there's no place – for any behavior like that, people that love you will not haze you. No. So Absolutely don't not. put up with that shit. It, I just don't understand why anybody would put up with it just to get mm-hmm. into a group who does right? that. 
Right. Like, why would it. you? And then, understand. then there's a sense of like you do it to other people because yeah. like, well, it was done to it was me, done which me. is just so stupid. And Delta Gamma is super anti-hazing across the board. Like our executive offices are super, super anti-hazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be heartbroken if I ever heard of a DG hazing. Like that would really, really break my heart. Um, but no, there's, there's no, there's no place for it. I mean, like there's chapters not. can get kicked out of like schools, right? Oh, oh, big time. Yeah, huge. Like kicked out of schools, not invited back. Huge. Um, there's a couple at my first school that got kicked out and they kept trying to come back and my school was like, no, we're not letting that chapter come back. Like we take this very seriously. Um, so just don't put up with that. Uh, Greek life, is it sanctioned by the school and Mm -mm. no, and it's Uh, completely separate, right? Like it's pretty sure it's completely separate because it's not considered campus housing. Right. Uh, but I'm pretty, cause the house at my first school, the house still sits there vacant after like 15 years, they refuse to let this sorority come back in and the house just sits there vacant and, and the sorority won't, it's not the school's house. So you know what I mean? Like, right. Um, so I think it's completely separate, but I think schools can be like, no, we're not inviting you back. Yeah. You know, like, you can't be here. You can't be on premise. Yeah. Cause it's Cause private property. Exactly. So I'm not totally sure on that, but yeah, long story short, do not allow yourself to get hazed. It's not the Greek experience. It's just not. Yeah. And at least in my experience. Okay. Number nine. It's a massive time commitment. It's not all parties and fun. There are chapter meetings, philanthropic duties, events, etc. That's on top of your schoolwork and any events for your major. What's up, music and fine arts students? <laughs> you need, yeah. you need right? Like you already have so many. So many. Fucking things you have to do. You have to be incredibly good at time management to handle it, all, handle it all. You can also go to the board and ask for help if you can't handle it all. So I had to do that. I went to my um, my board and I was just like, I can't. Because you have weekly chapter meetings. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I have rehearsal. <laughs> I was like, I have rehearsal. Like, I can't be here. And, here. Um, you you know, you have different events you have to attend. And, and sometimes you just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to have good time management and and my sorority was always like I said very very adamant about like schoolwork comes first um so if you had to say like I can't go because I have to do the schoolwork they're like oh my god absolutely don't stress but they do expect you to be involved and committed and to do these things and if you're not they will talk to you about it and be like hey are you not feeling it are you like what's going on with you and um when my mom was really sick I went to them and and was like my mom has cancer and I'm I'm not really in a place to deal with this and they were like you don't have to do anything all semester like come to what you want Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the rest. But you have to go to a certain amount of things usually. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you're, you're, it's like you're in a relationship. Like you're, there's it two is. parties doing, like you both got to put in the work. You know, the sorority sisters are putting on these events and. And it's know, a business make, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. They make money. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like true. you need to, you are, if I recall correctly, it's been so many years, but I think you had to, at my, maybe at both sororities. You had to like show you went to certain things. You had to get a certain number each semester yeah. to like represent DG and go and show that you're involved with school spirit and campus spirit and house spirit. And um, but it's like, why would you, you got to have good time management? Why would you want to pay dues to not just do anything? Exactly. Exactly. And they are fun. And some of them you're like, OK, I don't want to go to this, but they are mostly fun. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Number 10, having the Greek system in your life can give you an edge in the career world. It's a tight-knit community, and the bonds of sisterhood and brotherhood expand beyond the college years. I still connect with DGs from around the world, and some have helped me career-wise. And truly, there is a bond between anyone who is in a Greek house. It's a shared experience. 
And we already discussed that one, but yeah. yeah. Um, what's an example of, of being in a sorority of giving you a leg up in your like career wise or, um, yeah. Uh, so I've like talked to some women in the business who are DGs who have given me advice. Um, mm-hmm. and it's nice to have that mentorship. And I also like, I'm active in the alumni, uh, association here in New York and I chat with them all the time and, yeah. uh, they're all lovely women and, uh, you can like make friends that way and network that way. But truly like there are the network of, Greek life is so expansive. I think something crazy, like only a handful of presidents haven't been in Greek. Like a lot of presidents yeah. have been in Greek I life. Mean, it makes it's, sense. it's right. Like it's definitely, you can network a lot through that. Um, okay. Does DG have like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like colleges, how uh, like UCF has like Carragher's bar or like, how whatever different colleges have different places they meet and stuff to like network. Does DG have something like that oh. in New York? Like, do they have events in New York and stuff? We do. Yeah. We have monthly events and we all get together and I haven't been able to go to any yet because they're usually at nighttime and I've been on Broadway, but I really, really want to go. Like they keep inviting me and I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't. But I'm really on Broadway. Like I really want to. And they're all lovely. And yeah. I did like a Q and a for them as well. And, um, yeah, there's no place that they meet necessarily. They kind of switch it off, but uh, it's really – they're good women. That's cool, especially if you're moving to a new city. That Exactly. And you can – that's – like when I was moving to New York, I messaged them, and they have chapters all over, and you can get involved, and it's really, really great. Cool. Okay. Number 11, and lastly, it really can be for life, or at least aspects of it. My big, Emily Hubbard, <laughs> is still one of my best friends. I shared her literal bed for months with her when I first moved to New York. These women slash men will be influential people in your life for the most formative years of your life and from there on out. So like it really can be the bonds you make can stick around forever. Like Emily Hubbard and I are still very, very close and I'm close with mm-hmm. a lot of women. And um, yeah, so it, it can't like the friendships you make are really they're going to stick around forever because you share so much with these women and, and you're in such tight quarters with them and you share this, you know, incredible experience and secrets like secret handshakes and secret mottos. Um, <laughs> there are, there's straight up secret handshakes and secret I, mottos. I, yeah, I know. Um, I will not tell you what they, Dave I, I'm not going to once. Well, Dave said to me once, he's like, will you tell me? And I was like, no. And he got mad. He's like, you won't tell me. I'm like, no, you're not a DG. I'm not going to tell you. He's like, well, what if like we had a daughter would you two talk about it? And I was like, if she was a DG, yeah. And Dave was like, I can't, I can't believe you wouldn't tell me. I'm like, no, I wouldn't tell you. Would not <laughs> tell so you. so funny. I mean, there's a reason that like at Kent, the musical theater majors adopted mm-hmm. the big little system. It's because it works. Yep. Like, I mean, my big yeah. is Liz Casper and I was just in her wedding. We're exactly. friends for life. So it's, it's nice to have. Yeah, it's nice to have when you're in a, when you're having the shared experience as somebody who you can go and talk to a specific yeah. person that is that's and like a built-in friend that yeah. loves you yeah okay if you had asked 15 year old me if i would ever be in a sorority i would have laughed at you my own family even laughed when i told them i joined a sorority i am for sure not your typical sorority girl but that doesn't mean there wasn't a place for me at the table greek life was an incredible bonding college experience that i'm so grateful to have been a part of it taught me a lot about friendships love life and family These women helped me through family deaths, a cancer diagnosis, transferring schools, and a bunch of other bullshit. 
Without Delta Gamma, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. And without Greek life, my life would not have been as colorful or, or as full of things that challenged me. Greek life rounded out my college experience and taught me the importance of keeping my work life, theater, and my personal life separate. I thrive having a variety of friends in my life. And that alone, little T-bird, is worth the journey. Do the things that challenge you and your perception of who you are. No, do things that challenge you and challenge the perception of who you are. Start here. Go Greek and be proud. Love me. Go Greek. Go Greek if you want. You <laughs> only have if to, you people. want. Only if you want. But <laughs> it can be an incredible experience. I mean, if I would have heard this before going to college, I would have 100%. You would have you would have loved Greek life. Oh, for sure. You really would have. You would have loved it. But it was the stigma against it. And like the, mm-hmm. my, I remember I was telling my sister, I think once I was like, I was thinking about joining a sorority. And she's like, don't you dare. <laughs> right. Like that's like, the thing is there is a stigma, but it's not true. It's not At true. At least not all of it. <laughs> well, that leads me to my questions. Oh, all right. I, I, did I, did you read any of them? I did. Yeah. Okay. I sent, I, I pre-sent these questions to T that way she could think about them and uh, not, not have to uh, be on the spot. Like a real interview, like a real TV interview. You're welcome. (laughs) Number one, what is the most common misconception when it comes to sororities? I think the biggest one is that they're all like vapid, shallow party girls. And that's just not true. It's just not. (laughs) They party no more than any other college student. They're actually incredibly smart and driven. And I don't think that they're vapid and shallow. I actually think they're some of the most genuine, lovely women I've ever had the pleasure to be around. Yes, absolutely. Number two, what stereotype is totally correct? Probably how squealy we are. I'm probably <laughs> going to say that that one's pretty correct. Like, because you just get around a bunch of girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, you just get like very. I mean, naturally, we, we just sound all. like cats. We just sound of like viewing cats. Of course. And then you give us all cheers. Yeah. Oh, my God, forget it. <laughs> like, we, I think we are super and like we're all in a group. And we all talk really loud. I'm sure we do. And we talk like this. And we're very excited. Um, I'm sure that that's probably a pretty fair stereotype. <laughs> so funny. Number three, what other sororities did you look at before landing on DG? I actually looked at two. I thought I would have been a very, and I still maintain that I would have been happy at either one of the house, either of the other houses I looked at, but I really liked Kappa Kappa Gamma. At, D, at um, DePaul, they were kind of like the cool hippie chicks that were super laid back and I totally would have fit in with them. Um, and I actually had a few of them being like, come join Kappa Kappa Gamma. And the other one is AKO, which is, um, it started at DePa and it's, it started as a music uh, sorority. Oh, cool. And now it's a national sorority, but it started at DePa, which like being a founding chapter is huge. It's a huge, huge deal. Um, we had two of them. We had AKOs and Thetas and we had our starting chapters there. And uh, I, those were the two other two I looked at that I think I would have been happy at. Um, what were their, do you know what their philanthropies were? I don't. Let me look it's, it up because it's. I just, on, I'm it, so interested in the philanthropy well, aspect. So ours is, yeah, I want to Delta Gamma is, 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 um, service for sight. So people that struggle with blindness or any sort of eye issues. And then it mm-hmm. turned out that my mom had eye cancer. That's, that things happen Isn't that for nuts? a reason. Yeah. What and kind, the thing is like, go ahead. You do actually, they do so much work yeah. for like was, the, whatever their philanthropy is. I was going to ask, what kind of events did you guys do? Did you do any with like directly with this, the, the people um, mm-hmm. that you were impacting? 
So every year we would do Anchor Splash and Anchor Slam, which like all the fraternities and sororities would compete and do like, so Anchor Splash, they would all do a synchronized swimming. <laughs> like all the fraternities would do a synchronized swimming routine. Oh my God. And then you'd raise money and then we'd vote on whoever won. And um, then all the money went to that. But yeah, we did do a lot of events with like um, people who needed our help. So Kappa Kappa Gamma's is reading is fundamental. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Kyo is. I do. I know Kyo Megas is Make a Wish. I do know that. Oh, so A Kyo is Domestic Violence Awareness. That's a great one. Yeah. Those are all good um, uh, philanthropies. And they take them really seriously and they really give a lot of money and time. And um, it's really incredible. Awesome. Number four. What was your favorite part about living in the house? Okay, on a very vapid level, mm-hmm. the closets. <laughs> Because if you, like, suddenly you had, it's like living with 98 sisters, where suddenly you'd be like, I have a date tonight, and everyone's like, I got a cute top, come here, I got this, blah, 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 and you could just go into people's closets as long as they gave you the okay, and like, yeah. suddenly, I remember when I moved out of the house, I remember looking at my closet and being like, where the fuck are all my clothes? And I was like, oh, those weren't mine. They weren't those, mine. I, I just had other clothes at my disposal. Um, so on a very, like, shallow level, that was really special. On a more um, serious level, it was like living, it was like going to summer camp all year with yeah. all your best girlfriends and bonding and coming home and being able to like sit in one of the common rooms with your best friends. Sounds like Gryffindor common room. It's exactly like that. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Like you you bond with these women and, and coming home and being with them and eating meals with them and it is so, so special. And I don't know, there's, it's something so beyond just like living with a couple roommates. Yeah. You know, or yeah. living with like a couple people from your major. It's it's really fun. Sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other level, number mm-hmm. five, what was the worst part about living in the house? Uh, the cold dorm. And that was only at my first one. So a cold dorm. Have you ever read Madeline? Yeah. Okay. So a cold dorm, basically what that means is we would have bedrooms in which we would share with like three other women. And that would have like our desks and our dresser and our clothes. But then... All of our beds were just in one big room that was always dark and cold, and it was called the cold dorm, and you would just sleep with, like, 50 other girls. That sounds and like... And I hate it. It sounds like an orphanage. It kind of was. It was nice because it was always cold and always dark, so at 11 a.m., you could be like, I'm going to go take a nap, and it would be pitch black. But when someone would come home a little drunk and wake everybody up, or if somebody had a class and their alarm went off too early and you couldn't sleep through it, like it's, I really didn't like it. I did it for a little bit. And then I got a doctor's note to say I didn't have to do it anymore. And I got yeah. my own room. That's great. Cause I really didn't like the cold dorm at all. <laughs> oh God. That's I just like, I'm imagining just 50 women in one room. Jeez. Yeah. It's exactly what you would think. Oh man. Number six. Who are some other well-known Delta Gammas? So I had to look this one up. <laughs> that's, and that's exactly why I asked you. Where I, I knew some stuff. So fun fact, Alice Ripley is a Delta Gamma. Yeah, we talked And she that. also went to DePauw and, and also Kent State. And was she I at CG seen, like, at both? Uh-huh. Wow. I've seen like a giant stalker. <laughs> and when I'm, and I've met her a couple times. Yeah, and you worked with her. And I don't, and I've worked with her and into the woods and, and I'm just like, I seem like an absolute crazy person. Okay. So in entertainment, we've got Sabrina Bryan from the Cheetah Sisters. Ooh. Uh-huh. We've got um, Cheryl Crawford, the Broadway producer and founder of the Actors Studio. Cool. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, Alice Ripley. Mm-hmm. Anita Vogel. 
Fox News Channel correspondent. Uh, Liz White, uh, Winstein, creator of Comedy Central. We've got like a bunch of authors and then a bunch in business um, and a bunch in sports. And, we have, uh, but, and you have T. Boyage. And you got me <laughs> and all my lovely friends. But you can find them on Wikipedia. There's a bunch of people. Um, yeah. Okay. Number seven. What are some things a sorority girl can get involved in post-graduation? Okay, so you can obviously go to your alumni group. Mm -hmm. You can continue to get involved with Delta Gamma events. You can go to a convention once a year, depending on what house you're in. Like, they have, like, big conventions every year. Um, I still pay my dues. I still donate money. Uh, you can go back for alumni days. You And also, some people, um, you can do this thing where you can get hired by the, you could work for the sorority at their offices, but there's also this thing where post-grad life, you can um, work for the overall sorority and go to different sorority houses and make sure that all's good there. Oh, okay. So like we would have a woman come for like two weeks at a time for, or like a month at a time from Delta Gamma uh, executive offices just to make sure that like we're following the rules, we are doing okay. And um, that, that's a really fun job for women that are really involved in, in Greek life. And yeah. Cool. Those are some that I can think off the top of my head. Those are cool. Number eight. What was initiation like? Oh, it's so much fun and it's so special. I know and you can't like, tell me specifics. I can't, I can't tell you specifics. Right. I can tell you generalizations. So like, right. it's kind of like one giant sleepover. You sleep over at the house and we all sleep in the living room. And then we go down to like our chapter room and that's where all the secret stuff takes place that I can't tell you. But it's kind of, it. it is like secret society like if you it, like candles and like it's dark and there's latin and like that's as much as i'll say but like okay. yeah there is like secret aspects to it and that's when we learn like secret handshakes and songs and stuff and um we take a pledge and uh but then after it's just like fun and games and and we play like a bunch of sleepover games all together cool and it's everyone just laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs and it's a really good time cool it's that so special <laughs> that sounds really fun number nine was anyone else in your family in Greek life, not just your immediate, but your extended? I think my one cousin in California, the cousins I don't really talk to, mm -hmm. I think she was a Delta Gamma as well. And we didn't figure it out until I had joined. And then we were like, oh, okay. Um, if I ever had kids, I'd, I would 100% be supportive of them doing Greek life. Not even just a Delta Gamma. Like, I would be excited mm -hmm. no matter what. Great. You're not like, you must be a Delta Gamma yeah. and go you better for my legacy. You better suicide bid Delta Gamma. No, I'm not going to be like that. I'd be thrilled if my if my future daughter was a Delta Gamma, uh, but I wouldn't pressure it. You know what? I think Butters is a Delta Gamma. <laughs> he wore his he wore his anchor collar uh, on the, the Q&A, and I showed them all. I was like, look at my dog. Look at my dog. And they were like, okay. Okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> Number 10. Then this is the last question. What was your first impression of Greek life? Mine was the same as yours, where, like, your sister's, where it's very much like, I'm not joining a sorority. Fuck that. I don't need to pay for my friends. And I am so, so glad that I learned otherwise. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a special thing in my life that I, I wouldn't really have had. It, I just wouldn't have. Listening to you talk about it, it makes me feel like you, you're, you're just joining a group of like-minded women to, That's exactly to, enjoy a, to enjoy college with. That's exactly what it is, to enjoy a really cool college experience and a more traditional college experience of, like, going to parties mm -hmm. and mixers and, and having really good girlfriends and people you can study with. And it was also great because 
even at Kent State, when I wasn't in musical theater classes, in my big lecture halls, there would always be like one or two of my sorority sisters there so we could exchange notes and yeah. um, go to class together. And it was a really, really... I look back on my years in college mm-hmm. and my years in college weren't always great. Right. But my years in my sorority were like, it was, I look back only with fondness and I truly believe, I mean, I talked about being bullied in college. If I hadn't had Delta Gamma to come home to yeah, and to, and to be separate from, I think I would yeah. have really, really struggled. Whereas I got to like leave. You got to the, have a really great separation between yeah. pretty much between church and state. Like you absolutely you had such I would, a great, separation. I had my, I had my studies and then I had my social life and, mm-hmm. um, and like I, I only really dated exclusively in, yeah, I guess in college, exclusively in the Greek system as well. I, I would date fraternity men, and they weren't in theater or music yeah. at all. And um, whew. So nice. But <laughs> I know. That's always my rule. Don't shit where you eat. That's yeah. a musical theater episode. That's one of my numbers. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I... I it was an incredible experience in my life. And, and I know, and I know I'm being naive in thinking that everyone else has had a great experience in Greek life. And, um, I know I'm very fortunate, but yeah, I think at least in my experience, people's stereotypes are wrong and it's a beautiful experience that you can share with like-minded women. Amazing. Yeah. I like If you guys have any, I did too. If you have any questions about Greek life or if you want to write your own letter to us, yeah, email us. At dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. Ask T specifically about the sorority questions. Yes, the, and I will answer. <laughs> because the only thing I have is Legally, is Blonde. Legally Blonde. And now this episode. So And now this episode. I feel like I'm, I'm now a, an expert. God, you would have been, you would have loved Greek life. You oh, really would have. I missed it. That's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Next time. Next life. Next time. <laughs> next life. It'll be fine. Next time. You got it. When it comes back around. Oh, but you know what I have to say about that? That's That's going to be me. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you. Just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at Dear Me Love Me Podcast, Twitter at DMLM Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook too. Thanks for listening. Love.